Welcome everyone, this is the Chat Footy Podcast. Unfortunately this evening you've only got me. It's Sunday the 24th of June. We've had a, a plethora of games today. Some of the guests have um, not been able to make it, mainly because of what's happened today with England, I think, to be fair. So I can understand that. So you've got me, which is Chris Phelps. Dave Horrocks taking a well-earned break. For this evening, that man's a machine, as he's known now. I am the podcast king, he's the podfather. The amount of editing and um, back, back-end back work he's doing for our podcast is uh, tremendous, so hats off, Dave. Big thank you, mate. This probably is going to be a bit bit of a shorter podcast because you've just got my, my voice talking. Hope we've done drone everything out. Uh, ben will be back with Dave on Tuesday, and I'll be back as well. We should have a couple of guests on this week, definitely have confirmed. And it's just one of them things, you know, obviously going solo is slightly different for the podcast. So it may be a short one, which I think it will. Now, just wanted to talk, really. The first thing I think, the only thing I can talk about is the England-Panama game today, which kicked off at 1pm UK time. And and to be honest, it was absolutely brilliant first half from England. England came out winning 6-1. It was a bit unlucky that we conceded, but... You know, five goals in the first half, and this is the biggest win England have ever done in any World Cup. So it just shows the magnitude of, um, you know, the victory. Panama weren't at the races, there's no doubt about that. But the freshness in the team is what I really enjoy. The fact that he will play the young lads, Loftus-Cheek was in there. I'm not sure about Raheem Sterling. I understand there's been a lot of social media and articles this week about where he's come from and things like that, which is great. And it was a really good read if you get a chance. It just shows that you should never judge a book by his cover. I've never been his biggest fan, thinking he's a bit of a, a big-time guy and all that. But when you actually read the um, articles and stuff, it's sensational what he did for his mum and things like that. So, you know, it, it does open your eyes out. But I do think Rashford deserved his chance today. He didn't even get to come on. And that's not because it's obviously United players, just more... He added more, but the result was there. So, you know, who am I? Gareth Southgate's the manager. And um, and we go again. So, yeah, you know, they started out really well. I mean, what Panama were doing, I do not know. From the first corner onwards, it was like that. You just literally had the wrestling, fighting, biting, grabbing. You know, it was um, a Royal Rumble in there. Why the manager has allowed that? And each schoolboy defending. You've got VAR now. It's not just like you're relying on the linesman or... The referee, you, you've, you've got you've got video technology, and it didn't need the video technology with what they did. I mean, two clear uh, penalties there, which were absolutely world class finishes from Harry Kane, absolute tremendous. The only thing I'd say is it probably means that if we did get to a penalty shootout, we'll probably miss going by uh, England logic in the past. But absolutely top left hand corner, brilliant goal. And, and to be honest, you can see Harry Kane is the world class player. England have needed for a long time. We said it in one of the previous podcasts. I just mentioned it to Dave and Ben that, you know, you had your Shearers, your Owens, and Lineker, obviously, who could step up and they were world class. And then the other strikers like an Andy Cole, Ian Wright, Stan Collymore, um, you know, these players who were premiership class and, and they were Robbie Fowler, top class. But when it comes to international, obviously, they were playing second fiddle to the Shearers of this world and Sheringham's and stuff and Owens. But they weren't at that level. Rooney was world-class, but he just didn't. And and that's the thing again. What, what was Rooney world-class for England? He got the record and stuff, but tournament-wise, it was only a few games, you know, that he did it. Obviously, Uruguay, he scored in open play and stuff in uh, one of his last tournaments in 2014. Um, but yeah, interesting stuff. And I think the dynamic of the team, it's fast, it's quick. 
I mean, I'm not too sure on Pickford. I do think he's going to be an Achilles heel and I just don't think England have got that world-class keeper. Pickford's had a lot to do this season because Everton have been so poor and he has made some good saves. I remember him playing against United and he was, he was a, you know, it could have been a lot worse if it wasn't for him, some of his saves, but I'm not sure. He's got the Ben Fosters about him, me. Obviously, Ben Foster's a great shot stopper, but he's prone to a lot of mistakes. We all know what happened with Scott Carson and stuff in the past in 2010. I just don't know. I, d- I mean... Joe Hart was uh, world-class for a couple of seasons there at City and obviously he's gone right down. Uh, and he was someone you could rely on for England. He was really good and some of the saves were good and stuff and he's commanding of his team and that. But it really has, this thing with Guardiola just knocked him. And I think personally, he should have been going there. If he'd still been at City, he probably would have been going without a doubt. But yeah, we, we, I don't know. I don't think he's had enough to do yet, Pickford, to see whether he's got that mistake. And I just hope to God... I mean, obviously the Belgian game is a bit of a dead rubber and they're saying, well, what are we going to do? We're going to change it. And Danny Murphy come up with a good point. He was like, well, if they change the winning team and rest everyone, it's stupid because you've got to go with that momentum. Play your best team, get the job done, make the changes if you need to, which you will. You know, we go from there. So brilliant. And I, I must admit, Southgate, he's winning me over by the game. I've not, I've been a total England sceptic now for must be nine on 10 years, at least I'll leave more, probably more than that. You know, I've really... Fell out. I love watching England, and, and like I say, I can't really say I've watched much of the qualifying because I haven't. So I'm proper fair weather fan at the moment, but it's really, really good what they're doing and what they're trying to do, and and, and they've got that something about them. And, and you know, watching some of the other teams, there's nobody to fear at the moment. Nobody to fear, but it doesn't mean we we couldn't get an absolute cane in because we could. Because second half, obviously, it was never going to be another five, but they did quite well. Second half, Panama they scored a good goal as well when it was six nil. So. We'll see what happens. The Belgian game, luckily, is a dead rubber because I had visions of an England defeat and draw going into this game needing to win like they've done in previous tournaments, you know, scraping through on four points. That's not going to be the case. So let's hope it's a good game. You know, as long as you don't get beat, I just don't, I don't think it'll do us any good if we get beat. I think a draw at least, and depending on other results, Belgium, they could be there through anyway. So it, it pretty much is just for who's top of the finger and who we're going to play in the next game. But the logic there is we may end up with Germany. But again, I mean, that leads me on to that game last night. Germany v Swindon get us. The Germany v Swindon, oh my word. I'm glad Dave and Ben aren't on because they'd be sitting laughing their heads off. Um, the Germany-Sweden game. I mean, I, I watched it in flashes. We were watching a couple of films last night, me and the wife. So I had it on and like my phone, Sky, go in the background. And I just couldn't believe what I was watching. Sweden just, you know, they, they had a great setup. They went 1-0 up. It was a cracking finish. Obviously, they made it one all, and then we get Boateng sent off, and we've got like the last twelve to fifteen minutes, including injury time, of just carnage. And I, I swear to you, I'm not just saying this, but he got to something like ninety four and a half minutes, and I swear when they got that free kick, I thought this is going in. I thought they're going to score here. There's no way they're going out. They're going to score. And in my opinion, that's them winning the World Cup. If I'm being completely honest, I know that sounds a bit far fetched. We've got a lot of games to play, but. You know, they're the world champions for a reason. And whatever we think of them, it, it was a typical grinding performance. Ten men, Sweden just seemed to lose the legs at the end and it just wasn't enough. And I, I messaged Ben and Dave in the, our WhatsApp group for this podcast and said, that's them winning it because it is, they'll go on and win it now. There's, without a doubt, they'll, they've won that game, they'll win the next game, they'll go through and, you know, all this will be forgotten. There'll be at least, I just think... It's the sort of things champions do when you win a game. Something like this happens and it sort of changes everything. The axis of the whole 
um, squad belief and stuff will just change after that first defeat. So, yeah, for me, I'd, I'd tipped Uruguay to go final, obviously to win it, but I think I can't see past Germany now. Could be Germany-England final, but they, they'll scrape it. I think they will scrape it. Regarding some of the other games, uh, Belgium-Tunisia 5-2. Again, Belgium just looking, you know, absolutely red hot. These goals all about that team. Um, you know, Tunisia... Not amazing, but you know they play. They scored more than what England scored against them, and and solid performance. A couple of defensive frailties there, but more hit and miss than anything. So I think Belgium are going to go far in this. I think at least semis, and if anything, they're looking stronger than England. I think it's England and Belgium at the minute. But we've only played mediocre teams, so until we play proper big teams, it's too early in the you know the tournament to to say that. A couple, another game from today was uh, Japan 2, Senegal 2. Uh, Japan showed a lot of fighting spirit to come back and they are actually my team in the sweep at work, so that's pretty good. So, you know, keep going, Japan. We need you. I need to win something. There's no way they're going to uh, emulate that 2002 team when they got really far. And that's obviously when they were hosting it. Um, got a couple of predictions coming up for tomorrow. I know Dave and Ben... With our prediction league, I think uh, Dave's now top. He pulled off the 2-0 victory for Brazil and one of the other games. So even though he was languishing at the bottom, I knew there was not much between us. He's absolutely just come from nowhere to take it at the minute. So I'm not happy about that. He's uh, doing the business. But yeah, prediction-wise, and we'll, we'll mention them in the next podcast on Tuesday. Saudi Arabia v Egypt, again, it's going to be... I don't. I can't see anything here. I'm going to go 1-1 with that one. I don't know what they're fighting for. Not a lot. That's at uh, three o'clock. And then th- this is just the, ra- the f- first round of match three games, you see. So we- we've got like the whole group playing together at the same time, which is three o'clock English time. So we've got Saudi, Egypt, Uruguay, Russia. So Uruguay, Russia, um, both teams pretty much through. I think Uruguay are going to win this 2-1. So 2-1 to Uruguay. Saudi Arabia, Egypt, 1-1. And then it, Seven o'clock tomorrow night, we've got Group B. That was Group A, by the way. Seven o'clock tomorrow night, Group B's conclusion. We've got Iran v Portugal and Spain v Morocco. So I'm going with Portugal 4-0 and Spain 4-0. So two 4-0s there in that one. I'll take the both them two through. It's pretty much through anyway. Then Tuesday's predictions I'll put on because we'll be doing the podcast after these. So obviously I'll have to get these off Ben and Dave. I'm going to go with Australia v Peru. I think the Aussies are going to win 2-1. And then at the same time, we've got Denmark v France, which both them teams should be going through. I've got a shock here. I think Denmark are going to win 2-1. I was very, very impressive. I know they drew the other day, but I was very impressed with him. And Ericsson's goal was world-class. So I'm going to go with a, a Denmark victory 2-1. Um, and then it, that's it. They're both at 3 o'clock in the UK. That's, so that's Group C. Group, T, uh, group D's conclusion is Nigeria v Argentina. Now, Argentina are after snookers, everything. I think they're going to go for it, but I've got a feeling Nigeria might catch them on the break with this because they're really going to have to go for it, Argentina. So I'm going to go 2-2. Two, two. And then Iceland v Croatia. Croatia are looking the business, so I'm going to go 3-1 to Croatia. Then, obviously, from the Wednesday games, which is the conclusion of Group F and Group E, I'll speak to you guys on Tuesday about that when we're all back together. Well, there are my predictions for the next couple of days. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep it on the lowdown. The Fantasy Football League that we're doing at the moment, I'm eighth in the table. I'm actually the top one out of me, Dave and Ben, but that's not a lot, really. There's not a lot of swing in it. 
And I know Dave had Harry Kane as captain today as well. So he's he's had an absolute storm. And one thing I did, I don't know what happened. I know when I was creating the league, I had a Lingard, because I was joking with them both, saying it's not like you had Kane and Lingard in your team. But for some reason, I had to redo my team and I haven't put him back in, so that's a mistake. So I did have Kane. He wasn't my captain, though, so I've got a few points. So maybe Dave will be ahead of me, actually, by tomorrow, especially after him being captain. So we'll see how that one goes. But, yeah, I think I'm eighth in the league. I'm about 20 points behind the top. So I'm not too far behind, but obviously I need a couple of good victories. I know I've got Brazil to play yet, things like that. I've got three people. I know uh, the other night, Coutinho scored, I've had in the team and that. So, yeah, we'll go with that. Bit of World Cup news now. Uh, There was a bit of controversy last night after the Germans beat Sweden that the uh, managers and the benches were kicking off because the German manager and the rest of his team were absolutely uh, taking the mick out of the Swedish, uh, you know, bench and that. And it all went to, you know, handbags at dawn. So it's really gone off. Sweden are looking at lodging a complaint. And I did read the other day that Egypt are looking at lodging a complaint against uh, Russia for some of the, re- the decisions that were going on with the referee. Where that's going to get them, I do not know. But I do know that that's what they're looking at. So... But that's not going to get you anywhere. But I think now they realise that VAR's there, people are just going for it. So we'll see. Another story, Javier Mascarano's denying that there's no rift between uh, the players and the managers, Sampoli. But there is rumours that this is one of the reasons that there's been a breakdown in what's happened at this World Cup with them because they're just not believing in his system and his tactics and uh, the way he wants to play the players. So this is where, and he looks pretty obvious, the body language of the players is awful. Everything's going through Messi. He's not utilising uh, Aguero or Di Maria. It's just everything is at the foot of Messi. So, yeah, that's it's uh, almost bringing a tear to my um, eyes, but not that much, if I'm being honest, because we need them out. Them and Germany are the only ones I'm worried about. I don't believe in the Brazil Neymar hype show. I just can't stand that player at all, Neymar. I just think he's awful. And the fact that he dived the other day and got um, the penalty rescinded was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. He should have been booked, but the ref bottled that. But at least he took the penalty away because it was an absolute atrocious dive. Absolutely awful. That's one good benefit of VAR. I mean, I've noticed a few things this tournament with VAR, which I'm impressed with. It's how they're going to bring it into the Premiership. And I believe from what David said last time, I thought it was coming in this season, but it's going to be next season before we see anything. So, um, yeah, good. Right, well, I think that's it for today. Um, sorry, you've had to, you know, I've had to ride solo, guys. Dave deserved the break. He's working damn hard on all our podcasts in the network and stuff. So, you know, I, I thought it was only right that I do this on my own. There's no point in sending. He probably would have come on, give us the SOS signal, but it's not right. And, you know, thanks to all the guests that I've been on. Uh, Ben's obviously part of the trio, but, you know, obviously I wasn't on on Friday. Thanks to the Friendzone guys for coming on, Ryan and Dan. Really good podcast. I had to listen to it. Dan, you did yourself proud, mate, especially not being a football fan. I love the discussion on what VAR was, you know, the video. Um, I think you said assist or assist. You got it right, referee. So thanks a lot, guys. And get listening to the Friendzone podcast. They're really, really good people. And if you like friends and just like listening to people having a good chat and like friends together having a laugh and that, it's definitely the podcast for you. Okay, so please follow um, us, which is Chat Footy Podcast on Twitter. And then you've got the Chat Footy Gossip Podcast, which is the transfer one. The 24th episode's gone up today, 24th of June's episode. I've put it up before. All the transfer information about Wilshire and things like that. So, and Mbappe. So give it a follow. Then you've got my podcast, a contextual podcast, which is a gaming orientated podcast uh, with MMA, WWE news sprinkled in. Dave's other podcast is the Grassroots Coach Cast, him and Ben, uh, talking about 
coaching at different levels. Ben is a coach of a lads team and Dave is a coach of a girls team. So it's me, it's different perspective and they're both like under 11. So really interesting stuff there. Give them a follow. And then obviously mine and Dave's podcast, which is the Comics in Motion. Our episode is going to go up until 21. He's going to be up tomorrow. We had a lovely lady on, uh, Jamie from uh, Orlando, who's done a screenplay um, and script for a Batman uh, extension, including a couple of the characters in the DC world. And we, we just reviewed Batman Begins, the, the Christopher Nolan trilogy at the start of it. So we had a really good podcast deposit. That's why Dave's not here as well. He's been editing it all day. So thanks to her for coming on. And uh, yeah, give us a follow on that, which is at Comics in Motion P on Twitter. Or you can email the show at comicsinmotionpodcast at gmail.com. So thanks, guys, for sticking around. You've had to put with me. I've been Chris Phelps. I'll see you on Tuesday with a full house of guests. Take care. Back in the USSR